Welcome into Inside the Pile on the podcast for Wednesday, March 16th. Chuck Zada and Mark Schofield here, and hopefully you've got your Kleenex with you because we're taking you through all of our sob stories from football today. Uh, these are some of the most traumatic things that have happened to us, either on or around the football field. And, uh, you know, this is, this is us bearing our souls to you and, you know, sharing some of the lowest moments of our football lives. So hopefully you stick with us through this. It means a lot that you're here with me. I'm getting a little emotional just thinking about it now, Mark. Cue up your Jordan faces, people. Get them ready. Get them no. ready. Fortunately, it's a podcast, so there's no you know no images that we can uh, really be attached to at this point. Yeah, I'm sure the the Twitter fam will find a way. They always do. <laughs> they they certainly do. Let's, do you want to kick this off, or do you want me to? Um, I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off. Where are we going to start? Are we going to start at number three, or are we going to start at number one? I mean, I'm going to go number three to my worst. So. Okay, so we'll we'll start it off then. We'll start with the, like the the least bad of them. How about that? All right, so least bad. So I'm gonna take you back uh, about seven and a half years right now. Okay, it's uh, September 29th, 2008, or rather 2007. I'm sorry, uh, September 29th, 2007. Dartmouth is playing Penn. Okay, the game before uh, I had been called into duty against uh, University of New Hampshire hit a touchback on my first kickoff of the game and essentially was flying high thinking that I was going to end up, you know, being the next great kicker in the NFL. Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought I was pretty much going the Vinatieri route. Like that's hey. I was I was ready to go. Okay? So come into this game against Penn and we start off and first quarter, uh, you know, we're kicking off and everything. I hit my first kickoff and I I looked at all these stats today just to make sure I had the numbers right even. Hit my first kickoff, 61 yards, nice kick there. Unfortunately, didn't quite have the hang time that I wanted, so a little bit longer return, and I actually ended up getting involved on the tackle. But, you know, it wasn't, wasn't bad. It, you know, it worked out. We held him to a field goal, and that was that. Okay. Second kick, 56 yards, 15-yard return, all good. Still cranking, no problems at all. Third kick, 63 yards, 21-yard return, no problems. I'm feeling good, right? Finally. Fourth quarter, we score right at the end, or right at the beginning of the uh, the first of the fourth quarter. So we score, and I think it was the first play of the fourth quarter against Penn. I trot out there, and at this point, we're up twenty-one to six. So we've just taken a two-score lead. We're sitting there, we're ready to uh, you know kind of pin them deep in in their end zone. And what do I do? I line up, get ready to kick, and it was kind of a cold and windy day, but I probably shouldn't be making excuses. Line up to kick the ball. And man, I just shank it. And it's not the kind of shank where it goes off to the side or anything. The ball just goes kind of straight up. And I looked at I looked at the stats today just to see how bad it was. Zada, Chuck, kick off thirty eight yards to the pen thirty two. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there, and of course I come off you know my coach is yelling at me he's like Zada we didn't tell you to sky kick I'm like I know I didn't mean to sky kick and I'm just like you can't hide anywhere and of course you know thankfully the defense holds them they end up having to punt we end up winning the game 21 to 13 but I'm sitting there for you know kind of sweating for the last 15 minutes like oh I can't believe that happened there just complete disaster and I'm sitting there Fortunately, bailed out by the rest of the team, but was definitely, you know, again, this was the second football game I had ever kicked in, and I'm sitting there like, I don't know if I want to kick in a third, actually. <laughs> oh, that's tough, man. Did you kick in a third? 
I kicked in the third. I didn't kick in a fourth. <laughs> I was oh, pinched okay. after that. Is is the third going to be one of the later stories you're going to tell? No, so the third, I could actually kind of tack it onto this. The third, uh, it was against Yale and the Yale Bowl, probably the biggest crowd that I played in front of. I think there were probably about 24,000, 25,000 people there. Um, and early on in the game, uh, we had scored, and we were trying to catch Yale off guard and try an onside kick. And our home field was turf, but Yale's field there at the Yale Bowl, I don't know if it still is, but at the time it was dirt. And it had been raining a couple days before, and so it was just kind of this soft dirt and everything. You couldn't get a whole lot of bounce off it. And I tried an onside kick, and the thing literally just rolled and rolled right to a Yale player. And we never, like, it didn't have any height. There was no bounce. It pretty much just went right at this guy on this surprise onside kick. And. That was pretty much it, and I think there's a there's a great quote from uh, Buddy Tevens, the Dartmouth coach, afterwards, where he's talking about the game, and I only know this because I was looking at all of this today just to see how it worked, and he goes, very disappointing. We tried to execute on the offensive side of the ball. We didn't do that. We tried to execute cleanly on special teams, which we didn't do, and I'm sitting there going... Oh boy, I'm reading he's this. About you. I, I'm reading this nine years later, and I'm still, you know, he's still talking about me there. So yeah. it, uh, yeah, the the combination of those probably goes in my first one. Ooh. what do you got? All right, um, story number three will take everybody back to 1988. I am dating myself here, but it is my B year in Pop Warner. So it's you know, Pop Warner is D. C, B, and then A, which is basically your eighth grade year. So this is my seventh grade year in football. And the four years, my last four years of Pop Warner, I was the quarterback of a team. And it was as we got older each year, we, my, you know, my D team, we won our league. My C team, we won our league. My B team, we won our league. And we were in the Eastern Mass, like, finals against I it was either Chelmsford or Bullricker or Acton Boxbar. I forget who we were playing, but I mean you want to talk about quicksand. I was in quicksand this game and we were struggling and it was close and we had a fourth and like a couple of inches like late in the fourth quarter. It was a one score game. We needed to k- convert this to keep the drive alive and I'm at the sidelines and the coaches basically tell me look okay call you know, an outside run to the right halfback, but just sneak it, okay? We didn't really have a quarterback sneak in the playbook, but it's like fourth and inches. Yeah. So it's like, just fall forward, you dummy. Yeah, just lean forward by accident. Lean forward, you'll pick up the first down. So I get in the huddle, I call the, you know, the outside run to our right halfback, and I get over the football, and I panic, okay? Because they've got guy head up on the center and a guy in each A-gap, Okay. So I pull a Shane Falco. Remember earlier in that movie where he just gives the ball to the halfback anyway? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what I do. I like completely, you know, I panic. I take the snap and instead of just falling forward, I turn around and hand it to our halfback who looks at me like a Darren Headlights because he's not expecting the ball because he's, you know, everybody in the stadium knows that the quarterback sneak <laughs> is really what's coming. So he gets it, gets stuffed for a five-yard loss and we lose. Spin this forward to like four weeks later, you know, because we had won our league, we were still getting like, you know, championship style jackets. I still have the jacket that I was getting fitted for in a closet downstairs. I've got all these jackets everywhere for the kids someday. And I'm in this sporting goods store with my mom. She had rushed home from work to get me there to get me measured in time because the banquet's coming up. And the two guys that are working there, these two middle-aged guys are like, yeah, you know, we were at that game. And Yo, goddamn! Why do those coaches? Why do they call a, a run play when it's like fourth and inches? Just have this kid sneak the ball, and I start 
to talk. And my mom just shoots me this look. She's like, shut your mouth. Because she knows that I'm going to like say, no, actually it was me because I chickened out. It was, she's like giving me the look like, you know, when your mom tells you like, don't say anything. Oh, sure. I was getting that look. So yeah, me pulling a Shane Falco as a seven-year-old, we could have gone on to one, but instead, you know, winners want the ball and losers hand it off to the running back on fourth and inches. (laughs) That's a tough (laughs) one. That's pretty good. That's my third. Okay. So we got a couple more coming later. Yeah. All right, I'll go with my number two here. Okay, okay. this uh, this one actually comes from right after that game against UNH. The first one it was the first football game I had ever played in. Actually, you got to okay. remember, I had been a soccer player my entire life until after my freshman year in college. So I was actually recruited to college as a soccer player. I didn't know what I was doing on the football field. So after that game against UNH, you know, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I had hit this touchback, had a couple other good kickoffs. I'm you know kind of walking around like, okay, I'm the man. We, we lost the game, which I completely didn't care about. You know, I was just in my own headspace at this point. And so that night, head down to uh, the football fraternity. I don't know if uh, you've ever been up to visit Dartmouth, but the only thing to do there is to go to the frats pretty much. There's no other life outside of there. So I'm hanging out there. You know, and of course I'm wearing, you know, my Dartmouth football stuff because I'm feeling, you know, pretty good about myself. I'm like, yeah, you know, this is awesome. Check it out, you know. Typical, you know, 19-year-old kid thinking that he's the man for doing something that didn't actually matter to the outcome. And so I'm there, and I remember, I start talking to, you know, a couple girls, and of course you're a 19-year-old kid, and you're like, oh, this is, you know, this is great, look at this, I'm on the football team, da-da-da-da-da. You know, we're talking, and, and this girl and I start talking for probably like half an hour or 40 minutes or so, you know, and I'm feeling great about myself. I'm like, wow, like, this is awesome, I'm so happy that I'm doing this, this is the best. And kind of just, you know, almost outside of my radar, she just kind of slips in. She goes, oh, yeah, so, you know, what, what position do you play on the football team? You know, oh, and I'm, no. just, I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a kicker. Oh, no. She looks at me, man. She just looks at me, okay? And her face, you know, kind of her, her nose kind of goes up and, you know, her eyebrows kind of scrunch down and everything. And she goes, I've been talking to the kicker for the last oh. half hour. And no joke, just pivots and walk straight away. Oh my goodness. Walk stra- and, and, and this, I'm sitting there, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Like, do I go home? Like, what? <laughs> like, oh man. Just completely crushed. Like, that's everything. It's like that scene in Swinners when John Favreau is at the party and the woman's just like, what kind of car do you drive? It, it was honestly exactly like that. Oh. Exactly. So, what did you do? I stayed out. I had a few more beers and, you know, just kind of ended up, you know, doing my own thing. And that was, you know, kind of kind of what you end up with being a, a kicker, a backup kicker in college. <laughs> Went home and uh, played some Madden where you had created yourself as a kicker. Lived the dream a little bit. So fu- funny thing, we actually, we used to have kicker parties over uh, in uh, my room my senior year with a couple of the younger guys. And no joke, we'd all pretty much create ourselves in the exact game that we were playing. Th- this is what we did for fun, man. Like, I'm not kidding about this. <laughs> Hey, you know, I, I don't really ever like to stand on when it comes to you know the college scene as you know, you know, NESCAC ain't that much more impressive, believe me. No, it's 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 what you do. But that's my uh that's my number two. That was kind of the introduction to the fact that this wasn't really gonna do much for me uh off the field here. So what do you got for your number two? All right, my number two, speaking of the NESCAC, is Saturday, September twenty seventh, nineteen ninety seven, Wesleyan University at Hamilton College of the Continentals up in upstate New York, up in uh, Clinton, actually. And I get the start. Our starting quarterback um, the week before against Tufts had like torn up his ankle, 
right before halftime. So I played the rest of the, you know, the first half and the second half and closed out a win. I uh, scored a touchdown in that game. So, you know, I was living the dream. Now I'm getting this chance to start. And I will tell you first, my stat line from that game, I've got it up in front of me right now, throwing the football. Five of 14 for 47 yards and two picks. Okay? What's, the, what, the, what's the rating on that? Um, I think... <laughs> I think under the current QBR, an average is like 32. It was probably like negative something. I mean, that's just horrific to begin with, okay? Um, Running the football, what was I? Four carries for four yards. Hey, there you go. So anyway, I threw the first pick early in the first quarter on a smash route. Um, Rolling to my left, thought I could get it over the cornerback's head and throw the seven route, and it got picked by the cornerback, which is why – you see me write and talk about the smash route a lot. It's because that's one throw that still haunts me. But in the third quarter, we are trailing 12 to 3. Oh, let me take a step back. After I threw that first pick, I get to the sidelines, and the guys working the chain were probably hockey players from Hamilton. Because, you know, you get your like campus job when you're not playing your sport. You're sure. working in the athletic department. So the guys working the chains are probably, you know, hockey players or lacrosse players or whatever. Yeah. And they're dressed like nuns for some strange reason. They had this <laughs> tradition where they were like <laughs> dress in costumes. So they're dressed like nuns. And I come off the field after throwing the first pick. And one of the guys, he's got a red cup and he's like, you want a shot of vodka? I'm like, dude, I just, th- no, just leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, later in the game, it's third quarter. It's like midway through the third quarter. We're down 12, three, but we faced third and goal at like the two foot line. Okay. I had thrown an incompletion on first down, got stuffed on second. We call another play action play on third down. It's kind of a throwback design where I fake a stretch run to the right side. And one of the tight ends leaks across the field. So I'm going to throw it back to him on the left side of the field. Okay. And run the play and they blitz off the left side and it it doesn't get it's an overload blitz where it doesn't get blocked the poor left tackle there's no way he was going to block both guys and so the a linebacker comes in untouched when i come out of the fake i see nothing but the linebacker instead of eating it and just settling for the field goal and you know getting it to a one score <laughs> game i make a blind throw and then all i hear is the roar of the crowd as i'm like looking at the sky and it gets picked and seeing it on tape that monday the poor tight end, he's like, he, it goes over his head. He turns around expecting to see another Wesleyan player behind him. That's how bad the throw was. And it's and just, the, <laughs> and the backside corner is just like this ball drops into his lap out of the sky. I mean, so anyway, I get back to the sideline. My poor offensive line coach, Hugh Velasquez, Coach Velasquez, if you're out there, thank you so much for trying to take the bullet because he's like, Coach Hauser, we didn't block it up. That's our fault. And our head coach is like, You, coach, shut up. You get on the bench. You're benched. <laughs> just benches me at the spot for the starting quarterback who, again, can barely stand, okay? Jake Fay, if you're listening to this, I hope you are, buddy. Jake comes in, can barely stand. He goes like 6 of 15 for a buck 53. We win the game. He throws two. He throws one touchdown and we run in another. He's doing it on one leg. I get benched. I'm like trying to collect my thoughts. One of the nuns drops the chains for a moment he comes over he's like you want this vodka shot now don't you and i gotta tell you chuck it took every ounce of strength i had not to take him up on it oh you didn't do it i didn't do it because i still i was still the holder for pats most important thing you do actually exactly so i mean i don't want to mess it up for my kickers i respect that and i did uh while while we were chatting here i did uh take the liberty of pulling up your stats actually oh goodness no 35 percent completion percentage in that game 
3.3 yards per attempt, 14% interception percentage. Oh, goodness. Quarterback rating 6.25. Oh, my God. Just put the Jordan (laughs) face on me now. That is awful. Oh, man. That's pretty good. But, hey. Listen, I can, you know, I can say, look, in games in which I was the starting quarterback, Western University is 1 and 0. 1 and 0. Yeah, undefeated. Yeah. I played a lot, but that was my only start right there. I'm going to get you a shirt made up next year. It's on the front it's just going to say Mark Schofield, which first will be great cuz you can wear that around, and yeah. then on the back it'll just say still undefeated. You know my favorite Wesleyan football football stat? We are 1 and 0 all time against the University of Michigan. Good for you. It was like 1889, we beat them, and they haven't come back since. Cowards ducking us. See if we can get them on the schedule next year, huh? Uh, I don't know about that. All right, so that's, that's my number two story. All right, Zod, I'm drum roll. What's All your right. top story? Number one, and I've, I've talked about this one before. This is uh, it's from my first ever kick uh, in a practice, actually. And this was, it was the fall of 2006. I had never, I'd been kicking over the summer on my own. You know, I had my little, uh, I had my tee for kickoffs and I had the little, you know, fake holder thing, the little red triangle for uh, PATs and extra and, and field goals. Was feeling pretty good about myself. You know, I'd been stretching myself out to, you know, 50 yards or so. I was like, okay, this is going to be no problem. Come in, and the first thing that we do in practice, they're going to have us, uh, you know, take, it's, you know, regular snap and hold and kick. And I'm like, okay, you know, I've never actually done this before in a practice. And here I am, you know, we're, you know, again, at that point, Dartmouth wasn't, you know, a great team. I think that year we ended up, we were like four and six or something like that. But, you know, it's still an FCS school. It's still, you know, a relatively high level of football compared to where most people ever get to. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, you know, I guess I guess I can try this. It couldn't be that hard, right? So I line it up. My long snapper, I get paired up with the the starting center who also happens, or rather, I'm sorry, the starting right tackles, the long snapper, who also happens to be the captain of the team, and then also the starting quarterback is holding for me, okay? So I've got a senior and a junior who have been playing football for like 15 years are part of my battery, and here I am, okay, you know, how, how do I line up? Where do I stand? When do we go? Snap comes back, I start running up, I kick the ball, and it hits my snapper right in, in between his numbers. Like the ball never got more than three and a half feet off the ground. Now, like just right into his back. And you can see him. He stands there. He kind of, you know, clenches his you know shoulder blades back. Just like, Oh, I can't believe he did that. I'm going to kill that kid. And I, you know, he starts to turn back. And honestly, I don't think I got another attempt for like a week or so. Like it was just like, like, that was just, you know, that was pretty much it right at the beginning. And that's was, a nickname situation. I mean, did you get a nickname from that? I mean, that's like... No, I, I didn't get a nickname from that, surprisingly. I had a couple other things that happened later on uh, in my career where a couple things came up, but it was just... I, like I can still picture it. The, the kid, Preston Copley, was number 68, and it just hit him square right in the 68, back. 68, right between them? Like, right between... It was like... I, I couldn't do it again if I tried. What was the sound? Uh, you know... You could it, probably... You should- do you still hear the lambs, Clarice? Is it a situation like that? Will you it, it, still hear that? It was just kind of this whack. It was just like oh. it, it was almost like hitting a golf ball. It's just like hit him right in the middle of the back, <laughs> and like there's no give or anything. And of course, he's not exp- like he's never had a kid do this. You know, no one kicks it into the back of their own lineman. You may have a ball that comes out a little low right over your head. No one kicks it into the back of their lineman. So that was like you know that's my first practice ever, and I remember sitting there afterwards like man, should I actually be doing this? Like, I, I don't know about this, but stuck it out for three more years and called it a day. So that's, what, that's what I got for my number one. What do you got for yours? All right, my number one, 
takes us back to 1989. Okay, it's not just a Taylor Swift album, kids. It's actually a year. People were alive then, and that still was taunting my, me about the Taylor Swift, huh? I am still dropping that. I, I actually was. I was driving today. I heard one of her songs, and I was like, "Oh man, I, I still can't believe we didn't win that." So anyway, anyway, it's 1989, and it's my A-team year in Pop Warner. It's my final year in Pop Warner. I'm in eighth grade, and again. We had a really good team. We like rolled through the regular season, and our season finale was against Watertown. I grew up in Waltham. Watertown, you know, next town over. It's one of our big rivals, and it's a home game, my home finale, my last game in Pop Warner. And we, you know, we had a big win. I, I think I ran for like two touchdowns. Might have thrown one more. Um, big win. Won our league. We're going to be going again, uh, playing for the Eastern Mass Championship um, in the playoffs, and maybe even go to the Nationals. Um, so I come off the field, big victory, and I do what I usually do um, after each game. It's go upstairs, you know, up the steps, up the stands to the press box where my dad is. Um, I've written an article about this where my dad, you know, taped all my games. Um, so he would sit up in the press box, tape the games, and then I'd like kind of break down the film and what I did right and wrong after each game later that weekend. So I take off the pads, you know, again, everybody's like in the stands, like high-fiving me and like cheering for me and stuff because, you know, big win. But here's where things start to go awry because sitting down, you know, close to the front row was the girl in my class that I was dating. It was my girlfriend, you know, and I got to go see her now. She came to see me and I'm going to go see her and go over to the the shack or, you know, the food stand or whatever you want to call it and get some lunch and talk to her and hang out with her and thank her for coming to the game and stuff like that. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on cloud nine at this moment. Okay. I mean, things couldn't be going better. So I take my shoulder pads off, I keep my game shirt on, you know, keep the game pants on, and I start walking down the steps to go see her, and she's looking at me, and I'm looking at her, and I miss a step. <laughs> and I go tumbling down pretty much like the, like the top half of the stance. I go down probably, I'd say, five or six different steps before I like come to a thud, like <laughs> in a landed area. And now you've got everybody who's still there in the crowd, parents, fans, other coaches, they're like, the quarterback just fell down the stairs. What, and I look up. Was it a face plant or were you sliding feet first? It was a tumble and face plant situation. Because my <laughs> cleats kind of got I caught up in it. So now I'm, I look up and the girl, she's horrified. And the last thing I want to do right now is like, go talk to her. So I do what I think is the, the best move, which is clutch the ankle. To be like, oh my God, I'm hurt. And now you're No, talking, you like, didn't. Yeah. You're talking like people being like, oh my God, he's hurt. My mom, she comes over. She's like, get up, get up, get up. I mean, I'm fine. I'm not hurt. I am just absolutely <laughs> mortified. And the girl, she does what she should have probably done. She just like bolts and I don't blame her. And I don't know what was the more embarrassing aspect of it. Just the, the fall, the aftermath or that call later that night to be like, hi, Thanks for coming to the game. And she's just like, is your ankle okay? And I'm like, oh, just crushed, <laughs> just mortified. And yeah, so and that literally, I think it was the night that the wall fell. No way. Yeah. I, this is flashing back to me now, like, you know, like being on the phone with her and like starting to think like, you know, something's going on. Yeah. It was around that time. Yeah, I really think it was. I think it was November of 89. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. But yeah, that's that's the big story right there. That's pretty good. That's... Yeah, it was, it was tough. It was tough. 
You moved on. You were a stronger man because of it, right? Yeah, I was a stronger man because of it. You know, I. But yeah, I mean, the look on her face—that that poor girl. Hey, look. At least you could find a girl with a kicker. It's tough, man. You know, as we've as we've learned in this story. Let me tell you, that's a disqualifying factor right off the bat. Who knew? I mean, I, it, you would have thought someone would have warned me about it or something. You know, you didn't have a buddy or, I mean, you know, it, talk about a Disney story. If you would come this full circle and, you know, later in your arm, you would tell us that that center who you drilled in the back and then he became your best friend and he was the best man at your wedding. I mean, that's the full circle Disney type, type story, but... Life is a lot more cruel than Disney people. Yeah, unfortunately. As we've just laid out for all of you. Yeah, Disney's nothing more than a big fat tease sometimes. So yeah. it leaves a, it leaves a kicker with a lifetime of sorrow. Uh, I think that's just about all the time we've got for the day, Mark. I, I got to tell you, man, I am dreading the timeline after this airs. It's uh, it's not going to be pretty. Fortunately, I'm actually uh, I'm going to be on a plane during the time that this is actually coming out. So I'm not going to see any of that until oh. afterwards. Oh, so, but what happens if you board? And you get the Wi-Fi option. Are you going to... No, I, I don't like plain Wi-Fi, man. I like to kind of take it easy and just chill on the plane. It's kind of like for those, whether it's three hours or six hours, I'm just disconnected. Good for you. I'm an old I'm soul, a, man. I'm an old, an old soul. soul. I'm such a white knuckle flyer that I need any sort of distraction I can get. So. <laughs> Give me anything I can get my hands on. Yeah. I hear you, brother. That is all the time that we have for the day. Hopefully, you've gotten a kick out of some of these stories. Make sure you send in some of your own if you've got any. Yeah, we'd, please uh, do so. I don't feel so bad about myself. Yeah, we, we'd love to hear about your failures just to uh, make us forget about ours. Chuck Zada and Mark Schofield, we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.